This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio. Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. www.holradio.net Hello, welcome to Whole Radio. I'm your host tonight, Nick Gillard. And uh, during this show, myself and my esteemed co- co-presenters will um, make the most of a win at last. Um, well, we beat Reading. So we won for a change. Got something you'd like to get off your chest? Tweet us now at Whole Radio. I'll have to be honest, when I looked at the lineup tonight, it did look like the new cast of Rainbow. So, um, first up, we've got Gel. Hello, Gel. Hello, mate. Um, Gel's, Gel's sort of not with us at the moment. Do you want to tell us your woes, Gel? No, no, no. no. I'll be fine. The world will crack on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we make that the extra the extra content? Gel's okay. woes and see, um, see how many of the downloads goes down. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's no need for him to bang on about it. Hey, I've oh. got a bad knee. It's really bad. I need a new knee. And the NHS turned around and said, I'm too young, 49, they won't give me a new knee. So I've got bits of, of uh, I've got osteoarthritis where bits of my kneecap are breaking off and floating Ooh. around in my knee, which is pretty damn important to me since I'm a Tyler. And I spend about a third of my time on my knees. So, um, yeah, it's very painful. How many? Uh, um, how how many... much do you spend on your knees? Oh. <laughs> Why? Sorry, mate. They're going to start getting a nosh. I blame the, the uh, whole radio five sides that you took part in, Joe. I think those, those were the um, straws that broke the camel's back. You think so? Remember them? We used to be fit enough to play football, Joe. Yeah. Anyway, the other voice you heard there was uh, Terence uh, Trent Red and Blue Army Hello, Terence. Hello. It's good to be back. Oh, it's Gary Glitter. Um, talking of which, uh, how you doing, mate? Wow. Thanks. Albert? Is Albert there? Yeah. Which celebrity paedophile are you going to liken me to? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you want. 
How's, how's things going in the uh, world of Curly? All good, mate. Thanks. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah all good. Can't complain. And um, also, last but not least, she's looking forward to a Toffee's semi. Uh, <laughs> see. Good evening, Nicholas. Um, how are we? Yes, we're good, thank you. A little bit of anticipation for the uh, draw on Monday night? Yeah, I'll yeah, be happy with whoever we get. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to ruminate a bit about the... Uh, the game, uh, you can get in touch with us if you go to wholeradio.net forward slash contact. That gives you lots of ways to get get in touch with us. Um, who's in the chat room tonight, chaps? Uh, it's me, Chapis. Lucy's in the chat room if you want to go there. Where where can they find you, Lucy? Uh, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to Join Lucy over there, and uh, you can get in touch with us on the old Twitter thing. Um, so I nearly went to Reading. I, uh, I but me once being the, or on Friday. Perfect, well, I lived there once. I lived in Semmich Junction, and it's nothing like the film that um, what's his face made, Ricky Gervais made about Semmich Junction. Although it's supposed to be based on there, but it looked nothing like it. Anyway, I'm uh, on a bit of a tangent there. Um, Jill rang me up four o'clock. Friday afternoon, have a free ticket for Reading, have a lift up there. And um, yeah, but I couldn't because I said to the missus, go out with your mates because I can watch telly in peace, which will be in peace. I could have gone, but never mind. Gel, atmosphere good? Yeah, it was good. Back in the old days, Nick, all you done was fill the little up with a, a load of liquor and lock the rest of them under the, in a cupboard under the stairs. Only four yeah. hours. You know? Did yeah, Gary Glitter do that? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, fabulous atmosphere. Um, really good. Yeah, did you um, as good as I remember? Yeah, and uh, did the clappers just make you want to bring up the atmosphere even more? Well, to be honest with you, I couldn't. I couldn't hear the clappers. Um, I could see them being waved, but they got the thing is with Reading, they got these two little firms, and like, like we had the whole ends. On the left-hand side, you had a, a mob of like little 15 to 17-year-olds that were obviously on sniffed out their heads and, and, and pissed on white lightning. Um, if, you know, and then, and then the one I was right in the corner as well, um, in, in, the, in the other corner, um, who thought it would be a great idea when they went one nil down to start chucking coins and bottles. And, and the old bill just sat there doing nothing. So, yeah, it was, it was quite worrying. Um, but because my eyes are rubbish anyway, I wouldn't have been able to see anything coming or, or pick up the money. But... I saw plenty of people get hit. That's no good, is it? Nah, not really. But the police were just, you know, they were doing nothing. I was, was, um, well, thanked them for it after. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that lineup, Lucy, were you, were you happy that it was such a strong lineup? Would you have changed anything? Uh, maybe the goalkeeper. <laughs> Go on. Um, yes, I was hoping Alex would have still been given the opportunity. I know that's quite a controversial thing to say, but that was, yeah, that was the only that was the only thing I wanted to see that Alex was still given another chance. But as it turned out, you know, Hennessy did a good job. Almost messed it up, but it was um yeah. Can I just he, ask he why right. do you, why do you refer to McCarthy as Alex like you're on first name terms <laughs> and well, he only gets Hennessy? 
Well, he waved at me after the Reading game, so oh. I feel like I could say Alex. Oh, okay. <laughs> you sure he wasn't waving at the crowd in general, Lucy? Just went. No, catch a ball. Me and, um, me and Steph Skirman, actual Steph on Twitter, spent about five minutes going, Alex, 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 when they came out after the game, and I think he guessed way to shut us up. <laughs> You'd make good crew supporter. Yes, it would. Yeah. <laughs> Albert Hennessy, were you happy with him in goal? No. <laughs> Next question. Uh, <laughs> What's the deal with Speroni, do you think, then? It's a one-year deal, isn't it? But who knows what good it's going to do. Um, yeah, I, I, I think certainly after Pardew's comments about Speroni in the week and the fact he got a new deal and the, the fact that Alex had made some uh, a blunder in the last game... I really thought we'd see Jules, um, and to not to not see him anywhere, I thought was was hugely disappointing. Again, this is all at the time, you know. I've got no complaints. We won the game, um, but it could have been very different, you know. After a couple of shaky moments, which I'm sure we'll discuss um, in the not too distant future. But yeah, I line up. I was happy with, but I, I really, I really did think that Jules deserved his chance. I have a theory, Terence. Tell me what you think. I think that Hennessy is being picked. Because Cookie Coleman has asked Pardew to play him to keep him well warmed up for the Euros. What do you think? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Old Boyer's club, getting all these mates in. Wouldn't surprise me if Cookie just had a little text message and went, Hello, mate. You all right? Sort, sort me out. <laughs> um, I, d- I don't know. Um, I tend to lean more towards that uh, Alan Pardew... Is the man around the place, and um, he feels like Julian Speroni is the only person who um, might threaten that mantle. So he decides mm. to not pick him. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly uh, put my name next to that that point yeah. of view, Terence. Yeah. Um, congratulations, Albert! You are the new presenter because we've just lost Nick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not warmed up. I'm still in my tracksuit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quick strip off, quick change. <laughs> I'll only pull a hamstring. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, but no, I was. Yeah, I, I was. Um, yeah, I. I felt it. What? Spironi not playing in that game. I felt was really out of order. Um, Pardew was playing his usual mind games in the press conference before the game, saying that. You know, McCarthy has made uh, an error, albeit from a slip, and you know it could have been Speroni playing. Um, he wasn't sure or not, and um, but we'll see what happens tomorrow. Which was sort of like implying to me that Speroni would, at the very least, be involved, but to be left completely out of the squad when many fans thought he would be starting. Um, I thought it was a, a bit uh, a bit of an out of order way to treat a club legend. If I'm honest, I think that's what's baffling. The fact that you know what harm is it putting him on the bench? You know, because mm. what again? What 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 are the odds of having to make a keeper change during the game? You know, really slim. So what? You know, even as even as the the most minute of token gestures after signing a contract and dropping those hints to not put him on the bench. You know. We've all got opinions on who should be in the team and whatnot, but that's you know I'd say that's that's very borderline in, you know, out and out insulting to to Julian Speroni and in a, and in a way the fans because again we you know I'm sure it wasn't just me and you Terence that that thought we'd see Jules in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So yeah, I, I, it's it's baffling, really. It's it's baffling. But apart from apart from that, I thought the lineup was pretty solid. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I think the um, the, the Spironi business that, that everyone's upset about is a, is a little bit um, out of loyalty, playing out of loyalty when you know. Number ones are out of salt, even though we have three number ones, um, or supposedly. So, I, 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 you know, I don't think. You know, a few years back, we turned around and we got rid of some players that were that were good for us. I thought, you know, um, and then uh, um, Mr. Parrish turned around and said, "Look, we can't do sentiment. Can't do sentiment in in this league." So, I think that's what it's all about. I think the Premier League is this cool, hard cash. You know, a plenty, but it's um, it doesn't matter about. You know, he's got a choice of twenty-five players to play in goal, even though he's picked two goalkeepers. I, I just think. Um, yeah. I mean, but, what, um, I, how much? How much pay Paddy McCarthy a week? Yeah, but this is but this is the thing. This is what I'm saying in in, in regards to to um, you know, we're only going to be in the mire again, and we're, we're actually not going to be in the mire because we don't run on debt anymore. Um, but we'd only be sort of going backwards a little bit if we go down if we don't go down then then it's you know it, it, Paddy we could have five Paddy McCarthy's you know getting paid 30,000 quid a week it wouldn't matter because it's just you know the, the, the greed that's about to about to envelop the whole of the Premier League you know this 5.5 billion coming in is, is going to make very average players you know we'll have to pay average players 100,000 pounds a week it's ridiculous isn't it um, Lucy, have you got some stuff in the chat room there? Yes. Um, let me just see it. We've got um, a question from CoolEagle89. When did you see Hennessy or McCarthy do a worldie? How how many has Jules done? Um, Lions550, the problem with Spironi is that he's been out for too long and he'll be off the pace for a game or two. Uh, Splodge Rooney said Hennessy the best option Jules great shot stopper but terrible dis- distribution and doesn't command his area and finally from Booted Eagle don't think all three are the answer we should open the wallet and get the likes of Krull an experienced PL goalie I'm going to I'm going to skip forward a bit but what about that while we're on goalkeepers what about that Watford goalie eh wasn't he uh, not what? Watford um, the um, <laughs> Reading the, the Reading goalie wasn't he something else what, Al Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Listen, today, I, I was looking through some highlights again today. Someone posted the BBC ones, and the, goal, and, and, and the commentator turned around and went, yeah, there's one for the back pages tomorrow, the photograph. They weren't, you know, they weren't. They were good saves, but they weren't worldies. You know, a blind day, he could have, he could have held half of them. But yeah, a couple, a, a, now a, couple, a couple of them, certainly from, I think, the goodbye free kick in the second half, which was right in front of me. Yeah, is a fantastic save. Yes, yeah, the Jed Mac header is a brilliant save as well. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that he gets he gets a hand to the penalty, he's unlucky there, and he actually gets quite a, a strong hand to the you know the, the initial shot. You know, he's he, he's desperately unlucky. He's um, become oh, a bit him. of a hero over at, um, whatever that great. It's not Elm Park anymore, is it? The <laughs> I used to go and watch them when they played at Elm Park. I remember going to watch Palace play Reading at Elm Park, being um, being in your way. And my little sister that was there, she used to be Amy the Eagle on whole radio, but then she grew up and had kids and that, you know. Um, but she missed every goal because she kept going to the tuck shop 
She missed five goals going to both sweets. <laughs> Was that when we won 6-1? No, I think we won 5-0. This oh. is going right back about 20 years. Maybe we even won, longer. We won 6-1 at Elm Park and then beat Southend 6-1 the following weekend. Yeah. 96, maybe? Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I remember us beating Birmingham 6-0 twice in one season. Ah, that was that was today in 1987. Was it? Yeah, eight, uh, 14, 14 for March 1987. Ah, today in, not quite today, is it? They're, they're the kind of results. 13 that, for March, or is it? Yeah, something like that. They're the kind of results that mug kids off, though, because they go, oh, they're the greatest team in the world. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I've told you this. This my, my mate went to a, a game. He lives a little bit further down into Kent, and he went to see Gillingham, and they won 10 nil. And he went to see them again, and they won 8-1. And then he went to the next home game, and they won 5-0. And he thought, they're the greatest football team in the world. <laughs> but he's nearly 50, and he still supports Gillingham. But that was the first game his dad talked to. But you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> you do get mugged into, into watching Palace, because, you know, they are sometimes very good. But generally, my, fir- my first ever match was winning 2-1 at Highbury. It was my first ever match that my dad took me to. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then I think the next three were nil-nil. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, so, we um, we set off. We had balance, didn't we, for once on Friday. The, the, the side looked balanced going out. They looked like they all knew what they were doing, didn't they? Was, was that your feelings as the game, game started, Lewis? Oh, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Albert, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, it was. It was a very. The first half, I thought, was quite. Um, yeah, it was quite an even, even game. And I don't think. I mean, Reading didn't really want to commit themselves sort of too far forward, and we were trying to hit each other on the break, which is always interesting to watch. But I thought. I thought first half in particular. I thought. Um, I thought Soiree looked a little bit, um, if we're talking about balance, I thought he looked distinctly unbalanced. Um, but we grew into it and, you know, we, again, we were we edged it in the first half and we only went on to sort of impose ourselves a bit more in the second half. But um, I've got to say, as, as, a, as a game of football, um, you know, as, as a neutral, I think it would have been quite enjoyable. Uh, at yeah. the time, it was quite fraught, um, you know, being there. Now, did I, did I imagine it or was Soiree having a lot of trouble... Um trapping the ball just when it when it was coming long and he was the only one in the half a couple of times he looked like he was going to trip over the blooming thing is he yeah. is he down in confidence do you think gel um yeah possibly but it i mean the pitch was the pitch was really sandy well it was the down in the corner um, yeah looked like you were going to get abnormal bounces on it anyway and some of the bounces were really you know caught out some of the players made them look a little bit silly sometimes but um no, I just think I just think it was um, it was attritional. I think we just had to outmuscle them. You know, like, I think the turning point for me was when they when four of them went after Wilf. One of them one of them kicked him. Wilf reacted, and then all four you know four of them went after him, and then Damo come in and is that that great photo that was posted of him just pushing, standing in front of Wilf and just pushing them away. All four of them. Yeah, but um. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, they're, they're triers. And they're, I say, I, I think I think Albert or someone told me the other day they hadn't lost a, an FA Cup game at home for four years. Blimey. So, Have they had yeah. lots of away games then? 
<laughs> well, they made the semis Ooh. last year, didn't they? So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Kabai uh, had a bit more space as well, didn't he? I thought to to spray the ball around more, and he wasn't as bullied as he was or has been in the last couple of games. Um, it was just good that we we played that we we actually went into a game where we were favourites to win. And I thought we dealt with that really well because that could have put the jitters up a team, couldn't it? What do you think, Albert? Yeah, I thought. Um, I, I don't know if it's because you know, no disrespect to anything, it's a it's a different class, it's a lower class of opposition. But Kabai looked, you know, I've, I've last few weeks I've thought Kabai needs a rest. You know, he gets whether you know, but it's just general fatigue, and he also gets you know kicked hell of a lot, especially by Deli Ali. Um, you know, I thought he he needed a break, and I in a I was almost half surprised to see him play, to be honest. Um, but it, he seemed to have that sort of extra step, that extra yard, and and again, I don't know if it's if it, you know playing with um, having Yedinak sort of there as well. I don't know if he was allowed to relinquish a bit of the defensive duties that we normally see him, you know, doing in the in the league games. So I think he just he, he was the difference almost. He just he continuously kept the team ticking over and. And you know when when he's on top of his game, he makes he makes football look so simple and so easy. Um, so I'm, you know it's, it's it's great that it happened on Friday. I just hope that it you know we'll we'll start seeing a similar. Yeah. Um, talking talking sorry to interrupt. Talking of making things nice and simple and easy, I should have done it at the top of the show. Um, the subject of our in or bin um, this week for our twenty five man squad is um, Atelia Lombardo. So um, if you want to vote in that, you can go to wholeradio.net forward slash vote. And um, yeah, so get your vote in there. I'm not actually sure if anybody can hear me. Albert, can anybody hear me? I can hear you, but I can hear you. You were just really, really quiet. And because the call cut out earlier, I just thought, they've gone. They've gone. Is Luce, are you working at the moment, Luce? No, Luce's mic isn't working. Um, so... Jedinak, you mentioned Jedinak there, Albert. I thought he was terrific. Uh, a few wayward kind of lobs into sort of hopeful territory aside. Um, he just looked great again against um, lower opposition. But do you think it was a lower opposition again that gave him confidence, Terence, or would, did he just really want to put his stamp on the game and say, "Look, well, Jedinak's Jedinak. He, he is what he is, isn't he? He's a he sits in front of the back four and he smashes up play. That's what he does, and he's always going to be good at doing that. Um, he was given a little bit more freedom to just concentrate on doing that in this game. I felt um, because Kabaya was playing against lots of lesser opposition and can basically dominate the game from the middle. Jednak was just there, win back possession, give the ball to Kabaya. That's all Jednak should be doing when he's next to Kabaya, instead of playing in a league game and being told that he has to try and get involved with a more intricate passing game, which he just cannot do. So that's why he looked good because he was allowed to play to his strengths. How much I was thinking earlier today when I was cooking my dinner, how much do you think, Joe, we are missing uh, MacArthur in the middle? Well, a whole lot and you know, an absolute whole lot. I think he just got an engine that can run for the 95 minutes but he just, it's his hassle that he creates that stops people having so much time on the ball. Um, I mean, he's been a yeah. huge miss, an absolute huge miss for us. It, it's kind of uh, injury coincided with our bad run of form, didn't it? 
Well, yeah, but but the thing is, you know, we some of us think that we that we have got players that can come in and and maybe not as be as effective, um, but but can be effective. You know, I, 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 it's very strange how Boateng was was given, you know, given a try and then just, just you know just and then not included again. It's very frustrating. It's almost. Do you remember who's the Leicester manager now? It's Ranieri, and they called him the Tinker mm. Man. He very yeah. much starts to tinker with a side. I'm, I'm not like that. I think if you get, a, you know, you get a side together, unless injury forces you to change it, you know, just keep, just keep, just keep playing. I don't think the kid will ever let us down. He's, I know there's pressure on him, but he's been around football all his all his football life. His pressure when you, when you play for the under thirteens, if it's your first game in a in a Palace kit when you was a kid. You know, it's, it's pressure when you're playing for the 18s and you've got proper referees, linos and big pros coming in, kicking you up in the air that are, that are on their way back from injury. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's done that. He's been down in the, in the lower leagues and had lumps kicked out of him by massive centre-halves and, and big, sturdy midfielders. I, do, I just, you know, I know it's, it's a quicker... The reason the Premiership is quicker because it's pass and move. You know, um, yeah. But you know, I, I've got something to say about the pass and move anyway. Um, uh, uh, a different in a minute. Yeah, but yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. I, I just we are missing MacArthur, but by a mile. Now, um, one of one of the first real chances we had was uh, at a by or do you, do you think he should have been able to get more on the shot tell? Uh, it was it was <laughs> straight through. Is he is he still a couple of games short of of being a finisher? Um, I thought I thought we had a really good game. Um, it probably won a score there. He, it opened up his body and tried to wrap it around the goalkeeper and just didn't get enough on it. Um, yeah, someone of his quality, you'd expect to put that away. But um, he's definitely getting closer and closer to being at full full pace where we'd want him to be at the right time of the season as well. Yeah, hopefully um, to get that those couple of more points we need. <laughs> um. Albert, do you think Adebayo did did uh, put in a good shift? I think yeah, he definitely put in a good shift. Um, well, the the frustrating thing for me on Friday, and it was this was more in the first half. I don't know if it's something Pardew noticed and changed second half. He always seemed to be, and I, you know, I know we we often want a striker to sort of work the channels and you know and and find that space. But for me, he he, he wasn't in the box often enough. You know, we've got. We've got two very capable wide players, and again, you know, again, I'm not trying to constantly put Reading down, but against against the lower, you know, a lower class opposition, for me, I wanted to see, you know, and and Wilfen Wilfen Balassi yeah. getting plenty of joy down the sides, and you know, and Suarez always either overlapping or loitering back to sort of cross from deep. For me, I want to see Adebayor in the box more. To be honest, um, it's great that he's trying to get involved and. Linking up play and you know and getting a bit closer to Will from Balassi outside, um, out wide. Sorry, but um, naturally it's outside. It's football. Um, but yeah, for me, he needs, I want to see him in the box more because that's that's where he's gonna that's where he's gonna find the net from. In my opinion, he's not gonna bang one in from twenty five yards every week, is he? This is true. That said, lots of deft touches and, and lots of silky skills from Adebayor. I thought at times. He did, he did show that he, he could be a class above everybody else in our team. Do you agree with that, Terence? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's all epitomised in these assists assist for the goal. Um, it just shows that extra bit of 
class and vision. Um, I think once he gets going as well, he'll bring the best out of uh, Zaha especially. I think those two look like they'll link up pretty well. There's been some flashes of it so far. So I think uh, where I, I'm still where I was at the start when we signed him. I think on a short-term deal, I'd, I don't see anything wrong with it and I think it will end up benefiting us. Ah. ah, Tav, our producer, said for fun he did a poll on Twitter. Would you like to see our Habs here at Palace? Well, hopefully, Tav. Uh, um, oh, we've got the results here as well. Shall I leave them waiting, hanging? There were 94 votes in. Um, 38% said yes, they'd like our Habs here to be at Palace, but 62% binned him. Don't forget, if you want to in or bin Atelo Lombardo, go to wholeradio.net forward slash vote out oh, you can leave some comments in there uh we get a couple of unsavory ones they're quite amusing aren't we it's good to know that people are listening live uh, you can also download the podcast where there will as every week be some extra content and um was there a competition last week gel on the uh, podcast I, I don't know was there was no extra content no, oh this it. is true <laughs> oh we did have extra content the week before but i have no idea if anybody won it and I can't Chris, Chris had to do a business plan, so um, <laughs> there was no extra content. All oh, right, okay, never mind. Um, if we go in the co- in the chat room, we've got Coach Matt saying if we had two MacArthur's and two Kabayas, he reckoned we'd be in the top six. Okay. Uh, Lions five fifty thoughts on Campbell. He thought his uh, movement he made from Adibayo's pass was a great ball. If he hadn't. People would have sped him off. I think Campbell could be a great foil for Adibayor. And Eagles, Eagle in flight. Beautiful pass by Adi for the second goal, which I completely agree with. Was yeah. it for Zaha, though? No, no way. No. And you, you do have to... Campbell's movement was brilliant. He yeah, pulled, immediately pulled straight back up and wheeled into that space, which is the way you take advantage of a team with 10 men. You know, exhibit... Yeah. Exhibit A of how you should play, not Exhibit B of what we did against Liverpool. Yeah, that was all about the subs. I was so angry last week. I'm so glad the show got cancelled. I didn't <laughs> speak all the way home, walking to the car, going home. But hey-ho, we'll talk about soft penalties later and eating humble pie and that kind of thing. Um, but Lassie had a few, few early chances as well. He, he's shaping up, but... Should we be expecting more of him now, or does he still need more time to get back into into a bit more Albert? Uh, I don't know. The, the the chance that the chance that I'm sure we're thinking of is when it, it gets played through, and he he sort of he, he sort of does he he goes to shoot, but he doesn't. He takes another touch and tries to beat another man. And, and yeah. for me, for me, I, I'd 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 still I'd still um, allow him the whole oh well he's rusty uh, excuse. You know, even if he hit it first time, which, which is what you sh- what you should be doing, <coughs> in my opinion. What, you know, what, why you're in the box already? You don't you, you don't need to necessarily beat another man. Yeah. To you know to to break into the box to get a shot away. You're in there. Just have a go. You know, he, he has he has at times got a very wicked shot, and you know it was a it was a promising angle. And um, again, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too hard on him, but. It, it it can get to a point where I, I can't think who it was on Twitter that said I think it might have even been Stan Collymore who said that you know Zaha and Balassi must be very frustrating you know to play alongside as a striker because you just don't know what you know what's going to come from them and they, they, I think even used the term it's like they're playing FIFA and 
at times just get a shot away because you know we we don't get many shots we don't score many goals let alone have any shots um so I, you know i'd like to see him be a bit more instinctive and you know and just have a go because you never know what's going to happen um i don't think um, glenn murray was very frustrated when he played alongside him no i listen i'm not saying i agree with stan collymore um certainly about you know certain things uh <laughs> yeah um mainly the uh, no we won't um <laughs> But I, I see his point. I, I can see his point. But yeah, for me, it's like you know, we just have a go because it's nil nil. And you know, if you if you four nil up with ten minutes to go, you can sort of turn all that stuff on, you know, up to it's up to up to eleven. But just get the shot away for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was straight at the keeper. You could say it was a good save by the um, by the Reading goalie there. Um, but the lassie again. He's, he's showing flashes. I think he's just going to get better and better as well. And uh, it's amazing how much a win can lift you up, especially now we're in the semi-finals. And I can't do the semi-joke anymore because Lucy has unfortunately had to leave us because she's got a doggy mic. Um, <laughs> so thanks for joining us, anyway, Lucy. Um, so doggy uh, mic is that the Everton semi? <laughs> yes, might be, might be indeed. Um, who should we talk about now? Wilf, Roy Hodgson in the crowd. Um, and we said, what did Gunter say to Wilf, do you reckon, that riled him up so much and actually switched him on? He's and watching me, not you. <laughs> That's what I reckon he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 that. you're bloody rubbish, mate, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Your mum. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Uh, do you, know, you know, up in up in to the um, when I missed the Aston Villa game this season, Chris Gunter was the reason that I missed my previous Palace game in 2010. In um, <laughs> he's a friend of a friend, and uh, we planned Forest away. It was in a December and it was really snowy, so my mate was like, "I've sorted us out all corporate. Like we'll go up there, whatever." And I was like, oh, "I'll give it a go. Why not for one game?" Um, and we're driving up there, get stuck in the snow, couldn't get back. But all my mates who had gone up there on the train made it comfortably. So I reckon Chris Gunter went to Zaha. It was my fault that Terence missed that game in 2010, and Zaha's got my back and kicked off. Zaha was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that was probably definitely not the reason. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Entertaining, though, wasn't it? That little tear up. Yeah, but typically Wolf getting punished again for being kicked. He has the audacity to get frustrated. He, he it's every week he managed to last about 60, 65 minutes of keeping his mouth shut and eventually he cracks and I, I think he does well to get as far into the game as he does but retaliation is an offence in football isn't it yeah but also constantly fouling someone is an offence but the referee true. never seems to spot it yeah this is true but always yeah. spots Will's retaliation funnily enough yeah I wish I hadn't said anything now yeah <laughs> Um, if you want to get uh, join us in the chat room, Joe, you're in the chat room now, mate. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. What's the address there? Uh, Homesdale Radio forward slash chat. Whole Radio dot forward slash chat. Well done, excellent. So you can join Jelly in the chat room uh, and have some input into the show. Uh, um, next real chance, really, I thought, was um, until. Jedinak's header from the free kick, the ball on the excellent save, and then D 
Did you notice the biggest wall there has ever been in football? <laughs> and it was so straight as well. Like it, <laughs> it was. Really, every outfield player was just in a line. <laughs> it was like no when. Um, uh, school when you're lining up against the wall to be picked and you've got the two captains and they're yeah. just waiting to pick you that, that's what it was like I couldn't believe how straight it was get a spirit level that would have been perfect the whole, did the ref use the whole can of spray during his life <laughs> did he have to get another can he did, a dash, he did a dash line <laughs> alright <laughs> I did it and uh, that was the uh, free kick from Kabai was it that again brought out uh, another pretty good save, and you just felt that it was gonna, the goal was gonna come. Do you were you worried at all that we weren't gonna win at any point, Albert? Yeah, right up until the ninety fourth minute. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, uh, I, listen before the before the game. I you know I'd have happily taken a, a draw back to Celeste and you know stuff them at our place, but. Um, it's one of those, you know, I hate to bang on about it, it's the Palace way, isn't it? You know, we had so many chances and we were, you know, we were clearly the better side. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been out of the realms of plausibility if they'd have nicked it 1-0, you know, when we, you know, the similar time to when we scored. So it was, it was, it was nice, it was, you know, again, we're sure about to talk about it. It was nice to get a, uh, what might be said, a questionable opportunity to, you know, to stick a, stick a penalty away. But what, what made me even more happy, again, as we were saying, it, it was very pleasing to see us, you know, really try and put them to the sword and bang another one in, to, you know, to really seal the coffin. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always nervous until we've won, you know, and quite often we don't win. I, 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 I felt strangely unworried. It was really weird. I just didn't. I, I always knew we'd win. They, they did look like a mid-championship team, and I think that we, we always had the edge all the way through the game. Sure, they had a couple of chances, but I'd, it made a change to watch Palace and not be worried. Or am I in a minority there, Gil? Yeah, in a minority, um, especially at nil-nil, Hennessy, um, you know, our top goalkeeper out to pull off, pull off that save. I, I, I think things would have been massively different. I know we would have been one nil down, but I think it would have been massively different. They'd have, they'd have gone after us even more then. Um, but yeah, he, he did what he had to do. But no, it was it was nice. It was nice to be able. I, I, I said to, to John, the fellow that uh, um, I gave the ticket to, I said that I think tonight we're the big side and we'll get the decisions. You know, well, all, all the way through the season we've been getting really moody decisions. Well, not but you know halfway through the season onwards. Not you know everybody seemed to be getting quite a lot, especially with the penalties first uh, you know, ten, twelve games. So. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was nice to it was nice to be the bigger team and 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 just boss them about really. But that was your typical championship side. Try to rough us up, go after our players, go after the ones that you think are temperamental. I thought um, you know I thought Kabai played really well. He you know he ran his socks off and everything went through him, which was which was good. And and, and like we, you know I think Terence and Albert said already. You know, the thing with Jedinek, we don't want him to be out of pasta. We don't want him hitting 50-yard worldies. What we want to do is win the ball and just give it to Kabai. Immediately look up, find out where he is, pass him the ball, and let him panic about what he wants to do. Yeah. I think you're right there, Terence. Um, yeah, I was I was worried. I was a bit of a mess, really. It probably something to do with the five or six pints of cider I had before the game. But I, I, I wasn't happy. 
<laughs> I thought we were going to rue missing all the chances that we had. And um, when the ball floated over to the back stick, I was already right, right, that's it, we've lost when Ola John headed it straight at Hennessy. And I think um, as simple as a save as it is, I think um, Ola John's really messed up there. But Hennessy's still got to make it and credit to him for doing that. But I think that save's probably huge in uh, for Alan Pardew, uh, to say the least, because all of a sudden, without the FA Cup to keep that sheet of paper over the massive cracks that are starting to appear there could have been a lot of pressure heaps on him all of a sudden and under pressure our fixtures in the league don't look particularly friendly but um you sound like you want to go after him i I don't i don't want to go i don't want to go after him but saying um he needs to show me something in the league instead of just whacking out the same starting lineup with the same shape every week uh and expecting it to oh it'll just be all right this week I need to. I, I want to see something a little bit different. I know um, there's injuries and so on, but we all know that football's a squad game now, and we've supposedly got a good squad. So I just want him to show me something a little bit different instead of just saying, "Here's my stock um, A plans A and B." There's nothing. I haven't got anything else, and that's just what I feel. Albert. Yeah, just as an aside, I was just wondering if anyone else thinks that Ola John must get really confused in Spain. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, he's here all week. Well, he's not we nearly bought him, didn't now. we? Last, we nearly bought him. Yeah. We? Well, that's Stan John, and we did buy him, <laughs> sort of. I saw Stan John score at Derby. Was it Derby he scored? I've, I've, oh, I might have seen him miss at Seller. It's just after <laughs> we bought him. He got injured. Didn't, they, didn't he like smash up his what did he do he got injured in his first game against uh, it was Plymouth we played on the opening day that season and then we didn't see him again until like February or something yeah yeah I wonder if he'll make it to our um, all time 25 <laughs> um, this week if we're, if we're doing the worst all time 25 we'll have a shot season, the worst palace team ever well got a, a, a game into the chat um, obviously some extra people in there, um, but but I've just seen Cool Eagle eighty nine said uh, Kabai was good, but he managed to land fourteen of the of his fifteen corners onto a red in head. Mm-hmm. That's what well, that's what if they try and head it. No, well that's what I that's what I'm sort of I'm after. I'm just saying, you know, people are not going after. I, I thought that it's, it's a fair point. That centre back pairing are decent. Uh, Hector's at United, uh, Chelsea now, isn't he? He's a Chelsea player. Um, I thought Cooper, the guy who got sent off, was I thought I thought they were decent. Um, uh, but yeah, you don't want fourteen or fifteen landing on him, do you? So he's probably got a point. <laughs> what, at what point in the game was it where Yedinak? It was, it was definitely in the second half. It absolutely levers like a volley. And again, I don't know how close it was. But I read I read him play it from where I was. I was I was sort of behind the far post. It looked like he cleared it off the line. He might have been further out than that. But Jedinak absolutely levers one from almost the edge oh, of the air. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was from the. If, if you're looking from the centre of the goal, it was from the right hand side. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it, yeah, no, it hit a player. It hit a player. But like you said, I, yeah. I looked at it and I thought, well, the goalkeeper hadn't even moved, nor had the player on the line. So it was the player that was standing in front. But like you say, had that just gone through him, I think that would have been that would have been in because that was nailed. Mm. But yeah, well, I mean, we. Yeah, I'd say what was. I'd say what was nice is that. You know, Reading are not fantastic this year. Um, 
but they, like I say, they have a, a reputation for turning over anybody that goes to their place in the FA Cup. But what was pleasing for me is that we created a lot of chances, mm. and, you know, a, a real lot of chances. Um, so uh, that's encouraging because you know you're saying we weren't shooting. I mean, I'd like to see that more more often. Instead of you know the, the, the wingers coming in and 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 beating the player and then stopping and then trying to beat him again. I mean, just beat the player and just smack it. Just try and smack it at the goal. You know, that's how that's how Punchin does. He's when he cuts inside and then he just hits one. He's had a you know a couple of times he's been he's been successful yeah. in scoring outside the area. So. Um, well, you get um, so that you look at Sunderland's first goal against us. If you have a pop, things like that can happen. Um, MacArthur against uh, Newcastle springs to mind. Massive deflections. You know these things can happen if you if you don't buy, buy a ticket. As they you say, say you don't. You, don't you win. can say both both goals uh, against Sunderland. Well, that's, that was hitting a cross. I'm, I'm, I'm not having that you hit that ever. That was a cross. <laughs> I, I, I am, I am. I'm of the opinion that he hit it too hard for it to be a cross. That it is a shot. And the other thing as well is, if you look at it in slow mo and look what part of the foot it comes off, it comes off his almost off his right toe. And that's yeah. how. It's are, you me, are you telling me that you would, you, you wouldn't see Wayne Hennessy in, in goal and think? Yeah, <laughs> from it. Uh, I'm, I'm having a dig uh, No, I think he'd lost his balance, stumbled over, and he sliced across it accidentally, is what oh. I think. But... Right. <laughs> Either way, Hennessy should have saved it. Right, yeah. have we finished? Have we Not finished? really. Are we going to talk about the penalty? Can we, can we stop talking? Can we have, we're going to have a jingle from Tav, and then we're going to talk about how our poxed-up luck has finally changed. Listen to Homestale Radio on the go using our Android app. Download at holradio.net forward slash Android. Albert, has our poxed up luck turned? Has our what? Yes. Has our poxed up luck turned now? What with the awarding of a very, very soft penalty but looked worse than what it was at full speed? Well, this is it. This is it. For, for me at the time, again, not, not having the benefit of the replays that we all have when we're sitting at home watching Christian Benteke. Really, really slow replays as well. Uh, I thought I didn't think it was a penalty at all uh, at the time. Having watched it again, uh, I, I'd still argue it is a it is a soft penalty. But when you when you look at it, Cooper, you know he he, he steps he steps across him. It's only it's only a marginal little step, but. It's it's not it's not a movement to try and get the ball. It is a I'm going to try and block him off. And yeah, Balassi throws himself to the ground. Um, and you know what? If it was this time last week or a bit earlier than this time last week, I'd be saying that's a penalty. That's not a penalty. You know what's football come to? But after you know hearing you know quite a few high profile you know ex- football experts, want of a better term, say that yeah they got the Benteke decision right, then Balassi's for me in comparison. Is a Stonewall penalty, even though I know it isn't. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you. Did you see um, Payet at May United today? The penalty decision that he didn't get. No, I didn't. Know no. It's it's almost identical to the Benteke one in a sense that Payet's just skimmed past him. The guy slid in, kind of semi tried to pull out the tackle, and accidentally clipped the back of him. Guess what? It's against May United at Old Trafford. No penalty. Hmm. Mm. What are you insinuating, Terence? Um, I'm insinuating that we were the bigger team in that game, so we got we got the benefit of the soft penalty. I like your logic, um, but it's about time we got some luck. 
because uh, remember the what was it the Watford game where Jedi got penalty against him for holding in the penalty area? Yeah, and, you know, the ref spent the rest of the game telling Watford no holding, otherwise I'll send you off. Yeah. Give him the heads up. But yeah, um, coolly uh-huh. taken penalty. The keeper got his hands to it, didn't he? Yes, uh, powerful <coughs> enough to to still go in. Sense of relief in the crowd, Joe. Um, I don't think it was just relief. I think uh, sooner or later, I think we we created so many chances throughout the game. I thought we we knew eventually we would we would score. I was I was I was hoping we was going to score anyway and not go to a replay. That's what I was really hoping for. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think it was a sense of relief. I just thought that sooner or later, you know. It, the goalkeeper can't just keep pulling off, you know, good save after good save. I don't think he actually pulled off a worldie at all. Not I've seen them all in slow mo. You know, he's not tipped one over like the the, the chance that that any he tipped over at a Newcastle game when we smashed them five 0 or five one or whatever it was. You know, it's um, I, 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 it was. I don't think it was a relief. No. So you you were expecting it. What about you, Terence? Were you um? I was, I was, um, I, it was a relief for me, like I say, but I was just, <laughs> I'll get myself in, into a bit of a tizzing cup game. So I'm, I seem to be able to be rational during league games and lose all of my rationality in cup games, um, <laughs> which is why I think the Card- Cardiff away second leg is still my most devastating loss of all time. But um, yeah, I, it was, it was a bit of relief for me, um, quickly taken over by being clouded in smoke bombs everywhere. <laughs> which were great on the TV. Um, and I think our luck actually changed a bit in the first half, going back to what you said about getting a penalty, when Hennessy come and spilled the cross straight to Ola John and he hit the side yeah. net and finding the back of the net. Ola, John. Ola. Ola. Uh, <laughs> that was a cross that he didn't even need to come for as well. If he would have just left that alone, it goes out for a goal kick. And he's come and spilled that straight to the striker's feet. And um, someone better would have definitely taken advantage of that. So maybe our luck changed there. Yeah, yeah, I think you may be right. So can we um, can we carry this form over then into the league? That's that's a big question that we need to ask, really, isn't it? Who's but our before next game we do against um, uh, Jamie Vardy FC. Yeah. Ah. Oh, okay. But um. <laughs> Then uh, Campbell scored. Has anybody got um, an I scored Campbell? T- I, I saw Sca- I saw Campbell. <laughs> I, def- I definitely haven't got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know we were we we were thinking about getting some mugs to give away as prizes uh, for those people who listen to the um, extra content. If you download the podcast, um, sometimes it's worth listening to. But we generally have a competition, and we were we've been trying to think of slogans to put on uh, Homesdale Radio. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Video mugs that we might get printed. What's our winning slogan at the moment, Matthew? Albert, you came up with one, didn't you? Well, no. No, it wasn't that. Oh, yes. That was going to go on the underside, wasn't it? <laughs> it's only 10 to 8. <laughs> yeah, it's far too early. Uh, uh, I yeah. can't remember. What was it? Something else. Something, something really yeah, funny. Try, we're trying to be, think of slogans to put on mugs to give out as prize. Maybe people could tweet in suggestions. That sounds professional. It does. That sounds like a proper radio station, doesn't it, Albert? Yeah. Yeah, tweet. Yeah. Uh, where you, you tweet to, suggest- Albert? Uh, you tweet to um, on Twitter yeah, dot yes. com, and then you look for at Whole Radio H O L Radio. Oh, and use the hashtag uh, mug slogan <coughs> or camel <Okay>, mug. <laughs> that, oh, was, that was that was actually seventh goal for us, though. So he's not he's not. Um, Calvin not... Andrew proportions. And it nice. took him two shots, which was quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to bet that his seven goals do not make up more than 20 yards from where they've been hit. I'm willing to bet that. Because every really? single time I see him score, he scores two yards out. <laughs> yeah, if that. I was so glad he scored that, though. You know that. Imagine him missing. I think yeah. it would have run on the pitch. Like that Charlton fan today. See that Charlton fan run on the pitch? No. Why? What happened? Well, they just, at the time, they just scored. They just scored. And his fans, a big lump, and all run on the pitch. And he was wagging his finger in their, you know, the player's face. But, uh... Big sponge sponge hand finger. Yeah, no. I mean, they won as well, didn't they? Yeah, they copied Leeds before the match, didn't they? And held a, a mock funeral and um, carried a caravan. Sorry, I mean coffin um, <laughs> down the street, and uh, and then copied Borussia Dortmund, was it? And threw a bunch of balls onto the pitch as well. Tennis balls, yeah. black black and white foot beach balls. juggling yeah. balls. Yeah, so so <laughs> Dortmund did tennis balls. So um, so Charlton there um, being as innovative as ever. Although, to be fair, their um, fan sofa by the corner flag is fairly innovative. I, they, see, um... I see that. I saw that today. I actually, I actually like that. I, don't, I know it's muggy, but I, I like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looked like there was, there was a, a dad and his kids on there, which is a yeah. great thing to do. But, um... All you need, though, is the first one of the kids to get smacked in the face by some big welly in his clear for a throw-on. Sorry to right sound... Chance, what? A what? They've got a sofa. It's literally yeah, it, it, a it, it, sofa. Literally, yeah, a sofa, and it's and it's just the other side of the advertising hold. No, it's this side of the advertising yeah. hold. It gives it's literally like right a, by the corner flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right by the right, corner flag. Where the ball, where a ball boy would sit, right know, next to the pitch. But it was a, it was like a red sofa. But it is, it is it's great. It's Are you dark, sure it's not I, just I, been fly tipped by one of their other fans? It could have been. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> But they've, oh, they've they've been innovative, or whatever the word is, um, and and used the uh, yeah, and used it, probably taking it home. 
Oh, or burn it after, because that's what they were after doing. They were, they were supposed to walk out on the 74th minute, but I only saw about 20 of them do it. But the crowd was about 5,000, I think, and, and there was about 3,000 Borough fans. Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's not start talking about any mugs, because uh, they're going to be playing pub football next year. Why not? <laughs> if that's what the championship's become, though, I hope we don't get relegated. I don't want a fan sofa at Selhurst. It'll be the DFS Stadium. No. It'd be nice if it was one of them curved ones, though, wouldn't it? You could just take an iPad and just sit there and watch, watch, watch something else. It would be all right if we didn't have to pay for four years, no interest. <laughs> In fact, Charlton's <laughs> crowds are getting so small, they could actually put three-piece suites up there and they'd still have room to fit everybody in, wouldn't they? Oh. Carl Babs, at Carl Babs, dives even themselves out. Simon McCarty, Wembley, 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 Wembley. Um, Max Underwood at Maximus Nonsense at Whole Radio. Royals ejected by Palace. The the at Whole Radio bit, Joe. That that's who he's sending it to. <laughs> um, T Fancet of our of Whole Radio production fame. Biscuit men broken by a penalty. Lisa at Trump. Goodbye, Campbell Cup Karma. Ashley Jen, don't f with Damo. Yeah. Sophie Hartley. I love Nick Gussett. Oh no, it's Yoan Goodbye, sorry. <laughs> Easily done. Uh, Andy Lucy at Andy underscore Lucy. Fraser Campbell for England. Lucy's mum, Palace should buy Al Hadsey. <laughs> John Merriweather, jizz in my pants. That's not a request. Uh, Ian Groom uh, what a great night uh, oh we're back to Max Underwood again uh, Maximus Nonsense Kabaya Reading hello Wembley and our favourite this week and title of this week's podcast or similar in brackets is at Marky D Moore Dally Moore um no Dally I believe his Twitter handle Marky yeah, D Moore his name's Mark Dallymore, but his Twitter handle's at Marky D. Moore. What does he say? We've got a semi. Listen to Homestale Radio on the go using our Apple iOS app. Download at holradio.net forward slash iOS. 21 years, Joel. 21 years since we've been in a cup semi-final. FA Cup semi-final. FA Cup semi-final. Well, it is a cup, in it? But everything else is... Um, is uh, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm caught because I think it's so wrong. Let go off of Coronation Street. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, <Mavis>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Mavis. Mavis Gusser. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. Is that the one? Yeah. Anyway. Um, 21 years since we've been in a cup semi-final. Um, FA Cup semi-final. Um, you can't beat a good cup run. Um, is the cup that important? Is it still more important than league safety and 10th position tell? Uh, 100%. I am of the ilk that I don't care what happens in the league if we win the FA Cup. That trophy will be there forever. Whenever you look at lists, our name will be up there on that list. And it miss- it's missing from every list at the moment. So... 
yes please a FA Cup win yeah okay and you hope it's against Everton do you um, I, I don't care if we beat <laughs> we can have anyone um, uh, it's, it's really it's one of those ones you can say who you want to get in the semi-final and then it comes back and bites you in the arse but you look at now and you kind of say that you've got to want Watford really and then see what happens from there yeah, my, my kids don't want Watford because that's who we saw last time we were at Wembley. I want to see somebody different. But I, was, I, I was almost caught out because we've played Man United at Wembley, we've played Everton at Wembley, we've played Watford at Wembley. Um, we played West Ham at the... Uh, Millennium. Millennium, didn't we? In that. Albert. Yo. Who do you fancy a semi with? Um, ooh. Got I... Mars the death man. Um, I, for personal reasons, I'd like to see uh, Man United uh, beat West Ham, get Man United in the semi, um, and then I can just, if we win, I can just lord it over my wife and her subsequent family members for all eternity. So give me Man United, please. Would you not prefer that in a final though? Beat them in a final and well, then no, lord it over them. Mm, no, we've been there, done that. Yeah, be, uh, have we? We, we played Man United in Cup Final. I was going to say, it didn't beat Get it, some no. revenge. Uh, Get no, revenge. I'd like, to, I'd like to guarantee the fixture rather than oh, all right. okay. risk not getting them. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It'd be a nice day out. Um, Kieran at Nash Twitter uh, from Basingstoke um, wants to play Watford. Mm. Hello, Kieran. Um, who do you fancy, Joe, in the uh, semi? Don't care. I, honestly, I don't care. I, I just, um, I just want to be able to get some tickets. That's all I want. But obviously, now we're going to have about sixty thousand plastic fans, like we always, like we always do when we get to a, a big game, a really big game. Um, you know, I'm looking at people that go sort of every yeah. third, every third game, and they're and they're asking other people now that that have got you know season tickets if they can get them tickets. But I mean, how many, how many people are they going to get asked by? You know, people yeah. within their family and stuff like that. I've been that. asked three times already. Well, I ain't uh, asked yes. you yet. Yes, I, Patrick I, 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 We yeah. are talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Kerr, the Lion or the Leon, uh, said he wants to play Watford. I don't um, want Watford because um, I'd be going from Watford, so that could be quite an awkward journey, both there and back. Oh, okay. no, that once we've won though, they'd already be home by the time we get out from celebrating. So it's all right. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Um, Lucy's mum has been onto the show via Twitter um, at Whole Radio. Um, hashtag mug slogan: um, Every club needs a demo. That's not a bad one. We'll send that to um, Whole Radio Towers and see if the power doesn't be like that one. You have to put it past um, Mikey and Chris. Um, why isn't Chris here this week? We know. Still doing the business plan? Or is he doing a business plan, isn't he? I don't know. I'm speculating wildly. I probably could have thought something a bit more inventive. I think yeah. he's actually uh, moved to the Highlands in Scotland and there's no internet connection up there, I think. Uh, well, his, I his, thought... business, his business plan should be bringing internet to the Highlands in Scotland. He'd clean up. Yeah, fibre optic for the masses. Yeah. Definitely. Um, one thing I haven't done, it'd be good to know what the chat, chat room people think at wholeradio.net forward slash chat is uh, your man of the match. Um, so, I'm in there, Nick, but it's, 
it's all a little bit sporadic, really. There's nothing. No one's really saying, you know, a lot. So he signed a um, new deal this week, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> my, oh, sporadic. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. So uh, Lions five fifty said goodbye. Wolf coach Matt said Wolf. Juicy Lucy said Wolf. There's the first three for the man of the matches. Uh, if you want me, oh, I thought uh, goodbye. I thought it was. I thought everything went for him. Call legal said. There's a lot. Of, there's, I mean, it's, it's three there now, and it, there's not. You know, generally someone says, "Oh, it's Will for it's it's this." You know, Ledley or Call Legal eighty nine, Ledley or Balassi for me. So you know, there's people that are picking one of two. So obviously, you know, some of our players, a few of our players, had, had very good games according to according had, uh... to our fans. Had Ledley put that chance away that he skied over the bar, perhaps he might have been man of the match. It was a bit of a sitter that he missed, wasn't it? Was it off of a Balassi shot? Booted Eagle said Jedi. Eagle in flight said Ledley. Uh, Ledley. Um, so, you know, it's um, no one's really got it. No one's really got it at all. Couple for no, Wilf, couple for Kabai, so which is nice. Shows there's a good team performance. There's certainly no Joel Wards on there. <laughs> or Wayne Hennessy's. Um we're going to have a little jingle and then we'll be talking about um, Attilio Lombardo. The all-time Palace 25-man squad. Tweet us your suggestions and we'll choose in or bin. Yes, it's the 25-man squad. The ultimate squad. Where you, the listeners, get to choose our 25-man squad that we think are excellent and stuff. Um... Michael Hughes, Simon Roger, Ashley Cole, John Pemberton and Sean Derry, alas, um, haven't made it into our team. But we've got a couple of goalies, Nigel Martin and John Jackson. In defence, we've got Scott Dan, Eric Young, Jim Cannon uh, as our centre-backs, Nathaniel Kine, Kenny Sansom and Dean Gordon as our full-backs. In midfield, we've got Zaha, Peter Taylor, Don Rogers, John Salarco, Jeff Thomas, Andy Gray and Aki Rialati. Up front, we've got Ian Wright, Andy Johnson, Mark Bright, and Dougie Friedman. So, um, Attilio Lombardo was like the only, a hero. The unemployed Dougie Friedman, as of today. Oh, dear. In case you didn't know. Pray for Dougie. <laughs> I pray for him. He's probably got about 600 grand in his back pocket after today. Yeah, I know. I it's hard life, isn't it? Not he's paying 50%. Money. Yeah. I, anyway. I think, I think that's harsh. I think it's a harsh dismissal. So do I. He had absolute zero budgets and, you know, he really was put right under there. I thought they were doing Transfer right. embargoes and everything, wasn't yeah. it? I'm sure they have aspirations above their, above their station up there. Definitely sounds like it. Yeah. The worst, the worst irony about uh, transfer embargo is that it all came about because of a somber longer and he got pretty much injured straight away and been out for a year. It's terrible. <laughs> but he, he laughs. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, Lombardo. Sorry, Nick. Yes, yes, Lombardo. Do you remember the uh, Football Italia program, Joe? In the days when, before Sky and the Premier and the Premier League, when football was pretty much down in the doldrums, and it was that maybe the, uh, it'd be picked up. Season Golazzo. Golazzo. Yeah. Shane <laughs> yeah. yeah. Richardson, right? Huh? It was. Was Shane indeed. Richardson from Football yeah. Weekly. AC Jimbo. Yes, exactly right. Any, anyhow, um, yeah, used to watch Lombardo there, and to find out that he was coming to Palace 
was unbelievable. And the first thing he did when he was on the pitch was took his tracksuit top off because obviously he couldn't play in his kit. But no, but actually the first thing when he got the ball was it was, must have been a 45-yard pass to, to feet from one wing to the other. He was and just from that first touch, knew he was going to be somebody special. Um, Gel, did you see him play much? Yeah, I saw him play a fair few times. Any um, any special well, sort of memories of him or? Oh, no. Um, to be honest with you, no, no, not really. I just, I probably wasn't as involved with watching players um, as as I am now. I, like to, I, like I said, I mean, everyone knows that. I love to player watch. But <laughs> so what be, you're going to say is you'll have more me- more memories in your life of Jason Punchin than Lombardo. Yeah, I'm, that's a real unfortunate <laughs> thing, isn't it? <laughs> I, I remember him getting the ball and, pe- and just ghosting past people with just, you know, like his bald-headed geezo. It looked like, you know, it was obviously only 28, whatever, 28, 29, but going past people like they were standing still, but he looked like an old man from a distance. He just looked like his old person. But, he just had very, you know, he, he was, he was very, um, it was just very good. <laughs> is it? But is it just too bizarre to say that that he was just very good? You know, it was, it was unheard of to have anyone really good at Palace. So, so we always had triers, and we always liked triers. But to get someone come along who was actually, who was actually very, very good. He was good. He was a, 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 the word cultured was used a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know that with Italians. You know, I've seen some of their shows in Moody. But anyway, <laughs> always wear brown. Have a look at them. Brown. <coughs> and brown shoes. It's not a f- if you ever go to Milan, have a look. You would go bloody hell. I remember Jill said that. Next season's feature: good shoes, bad shoes. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> That's the um, slogan for the mug right there. <laughs> good shoes, bad shoes. <laughs> Brought to you by Joe Hollyoak. Yeah. <laughs> Terence, I don't suppose you had the pleasure to see. Oh, are you are you crazy? I was, I was, that was me. I was 15 years old when he's made his debut. It was my yeah. 15th. It was my 15th birthday or whatever. He just ball clipped over the top to him, runs through one on one outside the boot volley past Neville Saffle. Then right yep. in front of us in the second half, gets just leaves the fullback for dead, gets brought down from behind for there's, a penalty. It's a pen, yeah. Which Bruce mm. Dyer calmly slots home. Bruce Dyer um, never missed a penalty that season, and um, Isaac Zohar wrestled the ball out of his hands on um, Boxing Day. But that's another story. But the, the real question is, Terence, Bruce Dyer, good shoes, bad shoes. Uh, um, I think he, he just every time I've ever seen him, he's wearing trainers. So probably probably, probably added trainers to go with the logo that he had shaved, yeah. <laughs> shaved into his head. Yeah, do you know? But what was um, Bruce Dyer really likes penalties because it's impossible to be offside from a penalty. So, uh, <laughs> although t- saying that, I tell you what, um, completely still not talking about Lombardo. Added by added by yours, having a run at Bruce Dyer's record of offsides, isn't he? he he's averaging about six a game. I'd say he's <laughs> having a run. He's more sort of sauntering towards it. Sort of <laughs> he's having a forward. saunter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, back, anyway, yeah, let me get back to Lombardo. So, um, look, right when, when he signed to... for us, we we were signing a player who was well, he let was he let, leave us the following season and go and win the cup, winners' cup, something like that. He played in three um, European Cup finals, one of which he won. 
He won league what titles. Um, one, I think one they lost. Uh, I think they were both narrow losses. Um, but I think he played two, two for Juventus and one for Sampdoria, maybe. But he was, he was amazing. He was, he was world class. He was genuinely world class. He's a player who joined us in for the position he plays pretty much in his peak, and it was a massive, massive shock, and a massive coup. And I think the most ten thing about how good Lombardo was is basically looking objectively when you look back at that squad it wasn't very good um, we made we just made the playoffs the season before um, we scraped through them and when Lombardo was fit up until December we were sitting 10th in the league I think we had the best away record in the league and he was just carrying them on his own back then he gets injured and we didn't win again until months later when he came back from injury L- months later is that the season where we only won one game at home uh yes that is correct when we beat yeah. Sheffield Wednesday on the last game of the season that's right uh well we won two we won our last two home games of the season we beat right. uh, Derby 3-1 was the first one and then Clinton Morrison scored on his debut against okay. Sheffield Wednesday uh but it, and that's the difference now I've seen like you know a lot of there was a lot of talk at the beginning of the season about how Kabai is better than Lombardo ever was, and I've never subscribed to that because Kabai's got a lot better players around him than uh, Lombardo ever did. And Lombardo, when he was in when he was in the team, we were amazing. When he wasn't in the team, we were rock bottom material. He um, made, made that different. Like literally, do not. Yeah. He made Paul Warhurst look good, and that's impressive. That's really impressive. Yeah, I that remember one, that one-two at Leeds. That one-two at Leeds when he played into Lombardo, flicked it over his head, run through, rounded a certain Nigel Martin in the Leeds goal. He was Joe, he was a special player. How many games do you reckon he played for us, Joe? Twenty-nine. No, way more. No, Albert, what do you reckon? Uh, thirty-two. Ooh, Terence. I reckon it's somewhere closer to fifty, about about forty-two, forty-three. Really? Forty-eight. 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 Oh, he 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 played, yeah, he played twenty-five he... times in the ninety-seven, ninety-eight, and twenty-three <clears> times ninety-eight, ninety-nine. So we're we're talking about him being up against players who've who've, who've played a fair few games for Palace. Has he played enough games to get that legendary statement? Status and get into the team. Oh, oh, <laughs> good, good call. Yeah, if you put it, if you put it like that, who else have we not got? We're running out of spaces. And he, and he managed us. And he managed us, right? That okay. was um, in, incidentally that uh, that was not again thirteenth of March, nineteen ninety eight. That was in, in the back in the day feature on Blimey.co.uk Day today. A bit of self promotion, but yeah, that was so. Uh, what we're talking 18 years ago today and um, what's that website again say that again slowly red and blue army.co.uk but he um what what was funny about uh researching that and just being you know reminded of it of being he couldn't speak a word of english except from swear words that david tuttle had taught him (laughs) (laughs) and the fact that Uh, david tuttle and tilio lombardo get mentioned in it But to mention them two in the same sentence is ridiculous. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> um, we Do got you remember when, 
when Beckham first went to Madrid and he could hardly speak any Spanish, but he got sent off for calling the referees. <laughs> he called the referee a mother's whore or something like that. Yeah, which is you, a big um, insult. Is it? But what I'm saying is, so they obviously just teach him, just go right. This is your first word instead of saying hello. So you, <laughs> Joe, instead of saying yes. hola, John. Do you remember yes. when? Uh, <laughs> You went, remember when Jermaine Defoe went to Canada because he thought it was America? Yes. Yes, which is hilarious. That's my favourite one. Well, didn't, my Beckham, favorite one. didn't Beckham apparently walk into, when he signed for Madrid, ask the hotel, just checked into the hotel and asked where the beach was? Because no. he thought uh, he was in Barcelona. I, I, I thought he checked in and asked where the lose was. <laughs> We've got a couple of tweets about Lombardo. Uh, Navi's tweeting at tweeting Nav. Uh, Everton, Leeds away, Liverpool at home, Derby at home. Sensational in each. Page ahead of teammates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon Hunter at CPFC Sci. Utter masterclass in 5-1. And the Norwich win in the old Division 1. The proper Division 1, we should say. What Nicky was Rizzo. What was the tune Previous angels come up with, and um, he said, "He's got no ear, but we don't care. He comes from Italy." What was the tune? Where that was? Just one Lombardo, give him to me. He's from Juventus in Italy. He's got no ear, but we don't care. We've got Lombardo from Italy. <laughs> Italy. Yes, it. Well da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, 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 He's the only player. He's the only player that I've ever known who's inspired special comedy wigs around the ground. There was so many. I mean, that was when I started going semi regularly as a thirteen-year-old. I very can very vaguely remember lots of people wearing comedy Lombardo wigs. (laughs) Like a ground of Max Walls kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Only Joe knows who Max Wall is. So, Terence, is are you inning or binning, Mister Lombardo? It's not even a it's not even a question. It's it's one hundred percent in. If I could have more than a hundred percent, I'd give you more than a hundred percent. That was reserved especially for Phil Barber. He was Mister One Hundred and Ten Percent. Albert, in or um, I'm going to in him, despite the fact that he was the dead ringer for a, a PE teacher at my secondary school. He was definitely a bit noncy. So, <laughs> the mother of all ins. Jill. Yes, uh, infamy. Yeah. I, I, okay. just, I just want to say that, that on, on, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, infamy. Infamy. All got infamy. Um, just a tenuous link. You just mentioned Phil Barber there. My future son in law um, works with him now. So, uh, anyway, Barber. carry on. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're bringing back that thing where you've got to do the job of your surname. That's the next thing that's coming in. What would you do, Nick Gusset? Yeah. (laughs) I I go go into dark places and hold things together. Hey! (laughs) There you are. You weren't expecting that, were you? (laughs) Yeah, is he in or or binned? Oh, he's in. In, definitely. Okay, well, we've had a lot of votes uh, for Lombardo. um, 5% have said binned. So uh, that, that, five, that 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 five percent need a plastic, serious talking to. Plastic, they're plastics. Turn, turn the lights on. Yeah, so that's, 
There's about 15 people out of the votes we've had. Um, obviously, uh, Michael Hughes and his family. Um, so, yeah, uh, unequivocally, uh, Lombardo has made it into our um, Ultimate 25. Um, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up the show a little bit early this week. I just want to talk about how we go forward now as a team. Um, can we survive without Chris? Um, can we manage without Mikey producing? What do you reckon, uh, Terence? <laughs> um, am I answering that related to whole radio or Palace? Which one am I doing? Uh, it depends how much future you want with whole radio, I think. <laughs> um, well, we would definitely manage without both Chris and Mikey. And um, if they want to say anything, come at me. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, you can talk about Palace. Are we going to go forward and start winning? Um, well, I sincerely hope so. Um, like I said, I, there was a there was a bit that I did want to talk about. Um, when our goalkeeper gets the ball, we didn't have... As soon as the Reading keeper got the ball... The left back, right back shot out to their positions, to their, you know, gave them gave options, and we didn't do that the whole of the game. It was infuriating me. I just, you know, this we, I, I think we're we're lacking some some basics, and I think if you, you know, we, we're not, um, we were having to do them silly floaty balls, and it's getting catching now. Is for two or three players doing it now, you know, the Damo fifty yard floater. Um, I think if we go back to basics and we need to be um, offering ourselves rather than waiting for the ball to come to you. I think you need to go to the ball. I think that's how all good teams work. I think once we start doing that again, which we were doing at the beginning of the season, um, I think things will be okay. Like I said, the biggest game for us for three years is Norwich. I think, I think we just need three points. My personal opinion, having seen a football program today, they've all got to play each other down there. It will pretty much decide. Villa are, are gone. Um, I think Norwich will go no matter what. Um, Do you think he can turn Newcastle around? It's that new manager syndrome, isn't it? But but the thing is that you know they're 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 not a bad side, Newcastle. They've obviously got something going on behind the scenes, which was you know I I, I really don't know. I mean, I, Barrow were going really well, weren't they? And and then all of a sudden, Karanka has lost the team. He's walked out. Realise he's pulled a, you know, done a wrong and gone back, and they've all gone, yeah, whatever, mate, on your bike. It's it's um, football's very fickle. I don't think it's just the fans that are fickle. I think the players are so spoiled that they're they're fickle, and and once they group they, up, the most of them haven't got an ill at like the end of that, Joe. <laughs> but I am, um, uh, yeah, I, I think we'd be all right. I, I, I think we need to beat Norwich. For me, all we need to do is beat Norwich. It's the biggest game for three years for us. That'd be it. Stay yep. up. Bigger than the semi-final. I th- honestly, I said I couldn't give. I don't give a toss about the cup. The, our our future, our future is to stay in this league. You know, we, we can't just be go. We can't. You know, I, I know. I know. In our first season, but you know, we looked like we was going to go down, and people went, "Oh, what did I matter?" You know, I don't, I don't care what what league we play in. And, and to be honest with you, most true Palace, you know, the fifth, the thirteen to fifteen thousand true Palace fans that we'd have that would turn in week out, week week in, week out. You know, they don't. They, they wouldn't care what league we were in. But now we're there, and we, you know, it's we've got to try and stay there for that. For it'll just benefit the club if it aesthetically. You know, I'd like to see Sellers move on. I know it's a pile of crap and it is a load of old crap, but 
it's ours, but it, it does need updating without a doubt. It's, you know, from just that the whole infrastructure needs sorting out. And by being in, in the Premier League the, for the next, you know, next season, it, it sorts us out for for a long, long. Well, it, it would sort us out. We should do with Parish at the helm for at least five to eight years. Unless all that money gets sucked up, paying silly money for ordinary players. Well, we've got ordinary players, and we can just about manage to stay in the Premier League. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the, the other thing is as well. I think we, people will have to realise that I would say five or six of that team that are playing this year will not be there next year, and that will be that will probably be the likes of Jedinak, Delaney. You know, we've got players that are in there. Th- you get into their mid thirties now. Mm. You know, we can't, we won't be able to take that chance, that, that chance of keeping them there, and and you know, we we need to start bringing our kids through. I think I really do. Yeah. Anyway. Albert, Hi. we had uh, Mr. Punction on the bench on uh, Friday night. Uh, do you think him coming back into the squad's uh, going to be a good thing? Will that help us help us move forward? Because he he wasn't exactly in uh, the most scintillating of form, was he? I know he scored the he had the great game against Southampton in the cup. No, I, I, I listen. I, I I always think, despite what you think of. Um, individual players and what you think they can bring to the team and what what run of form they're in, you know. Yeah, you're right. Punching hasn't hasn't been hasn't been the Jason Punching that we hope to see in January um, year on year. However, any any player coming back that adds competition and puts a little bit of pressure on somebody who's already in the team that can you know hopefully that can only be a good thing. And if that makes it you know either makes somebody else up their game or it, you know, it brings a fresh face to the team who might be able to just do something that's not been happening for the last few games. And you know, if he, if Jason Punchin comes in and and, and has a, you know, an, a, a very short purple patch for the end of the season, if that's what gets us the the one win, maybe two wins that we need to stay up, then you know, it'll be um, it'll be a real blessing. Um, you know, like Jail says, we need to we need to beat Norwich, and I would like I would like us to beat Newcastle. Because I'm just I'm I'm sick of I'm sick of the uh, the obsession and any time something goes wrong for us it seems it seems to bring out another fifteen articles about how Alan Pardew's a moron and you know whilst I'm not his biggest fan as a human being you know the obsession's getting quite sad so I'd really I'd really like to put one put one on them and and if it sends them down as well then it'll be even more sweeter. I think you're right with competition of places there um, and I think. It's- the perfect example of that is bringing Adebayor in and all of a sudden Conor Wickham is bang bang goals everywhere so there's, there's a lot mm. to be said about competition for places yeah um, well I think that wraps up for this week um, Tav you have uh, produced expertly despite some difficulties at the beginning um, thank you very much Gel, on your meds uh, working for the show uh, Albert and Terence, don't forget, if you want more content, you can download the podcast, which is going to have some extra content. Uh, but I don't know what it is yet because I haven't thought about it. I'm sure. <laughs> we'll think of something. Um, thanks for listening. I think, um, is it Albert next week for Saturday or is it Chris? I don't know. Anyway. We wait with bated breath. Got something you'd like to get off your chest? Tweet us now at Whole Radio. So anyway. Um, and... Um, but yeah, white, white or brown bread? Uh, white bread has to be white bread. Has to be white bread. Go, yeah, you can't be bread. No way. Um, has to be uh, and and a little bit of red sauce. Not too much though. Too much is is you know too much is too much. 
It just has to have that smattering. You know, like when you pick a bottle of water up and go, hmm, that little hint of strawberry. It's not lashing no. strawberry at you. Yeah, you know, when you pick up strawberry volvic, you go, that's quite nice. Strawberry volvic? Terence, yeah. Terence, what's yeah. your fish finger sandwich? My, my, my fish finger sandwich consists of, um, I think, I, I do usually eat brown bread, but with fish fingers, it definitely has to be white. Loads of yeah. butter, but I'm, I'm going tartar sauce, mate. A bit, a bit of I, I knew he bloody would. <laughs> I love I love a tartar. Nick, Nick, your fish finger sandwich. Um, red sauce. Uh, just, it's got to be it's got to be, gotta be uh, no, it's got to have butter, of course, and uh, but you've got to ram as much fish finger as you can in there, which is why the white squares are pretty good for it. So <laughs> how many? I, do how like, many I must must. How, how, how many like fingers do you put in there? Yeah, how many? Go on, this is where, now we're going to decide who. <laughs> I like, I like four fingers on a Saturday morning. <laughs> no, how many, how many did you put in, Nick? Four. I, I have four, four fish fingers in a sandwich. What, or straight sometime, away? Sometimes. Bear in mind, I buy a packet of 20 and there's five of us in my house. Well, first of all, you, you, none of you have answered the correct answer. It's, it's salad cream with some rocket. Oh. Salad oh, cream yeah, and rocket and loads of black pepper. But no, it's just, I've just I've just been reminded. There's salad, a, there's a, cream, and rocket. Are we going for yeah. the prawn sandwich brigade? No, it's a fish finger sandwich, you idiot. <laughs> well, we hope you've enjoyed the extra content this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're quite. We're, must have been an FA Cup frenzy. Sent us all do lally this week. Um, competition. If you want to enter our competition, we've got some goodies to give away. Um, how much did Palace sign Atelio Lombardo for from uh, Juventus um, in Lira? No, just pounds will do, because it's probably Lira then. Um, and just send your answers to um, Atelio Lombardo competition at Hall Radio. Um, before we go, Terence, any extra content you'd like to add to your Bratwurst? <laughs> Um, th- that is not getting included. <laughs> We've got to talk about the thirty-pound cap. We all oh, right. The thirty-pound cap. Go on in. Um, is that how cheap they are now? Well, that away away tickets are going to be capped at thirty pounds. Um, obviously, the drive was to try and get it um, at twenty pounds. The whole twenty twenty is plenty campaign. Yeah. Um, thirty is plenty doesn't rhyme. No, it's because thirty's dirty, mate. That's why. <laughs> As um, a certain group of Palace fans would know. Um, look, I think it's a good start. It's a step in the right direction, but it's definitely, definitely not enough. Um, there's also because the cynic in me says that the teams will just continue to take advantage anyway. I didn't see anything in there about a cap on youth tickets, so. One adult ticket equals £30. Can everybody else see one youth team ticket, one youth person ticket, sorry, being £29? I could quite easily see them making their money up that way. 50p extra on the programmes, 50p extra on the chips and the pies and 50p extra on the beers. Um, That's the cynic in me. Um, Obviously, we'll have to see if that happens. Um, And... But like I say, I think it's a step in the right direction, but I think there's still a long way to go, especially when you compare the amount of money we pay on tickets versus teams in the rest of Europe. 
successful teams in the rest of Europe as well, no less with the likes of Bayern Munich and so on. And it's that's partly important why we've got to get a good um, corporate area into our stadium because once we've got that, make the sponsors pay through their noses for the tickets and let that subsidise what we'd usually be paying at the moment because I think it's important that our season tickets for, for as long as possible stay as cheap as they are now working out about £24 a game I think because um, if they start getting any more expensive than that you're starting to um, price out a lot of our passionate true support and I think it's really important that we keep them to with all this new generation of fans that are going to be coming in because we're playing Premier League football I think it's really really important that um, proper Palace fans are still there to, or original Palace fans if you were to give them the proper feeling of being a Palace this fan as opposed Those to... Those who were there it, when we were it, Terrence. Is that, 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 that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. To keep them grounded because it'll be great for us to go on and be successful and brilliant but I think that it's important that they need to know that we can't be like those Arsenal fans who are losing the plot every year because they think they have a God-given right to win something. So... I think it's I'm, really, uh, really important. That that. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite glad my two sons had their championship years. So yes. They're, they're still not quite taking the Premiership for granted. They're not as excited by coming to a Premiership game as they were last year and the year before, but they, they still enjoy seeing the, the better teams. And the, the 20s, the, the 30s, dirty or whatever, um, West Brom away for me was dirt cheap. It was 27 quid for me, <coughs> or 25 quid for me, and the kids were a quid each. So yeah. like, three of us got in for 30, for under 30. Yeah. But, yeah, know, and that's I think uh, Joel mentioned it, I would probably... <laughs> You know. He did mention it, but it wasn't recorded. <laughs> but that's, yeah, Hull, I think Hull was 16 quid away a couple of seasons ago when um, Barry Bannon scored in that game. Um, I th- uh, Swansea are pretty good at keeping their tickets low. You know, these are the more un- unfashionable places to go, obviously, as an away game. Mm. But um, uh, yeah, as long, and I, uh, I think it's important that it's taken in the spirit of £30 is a cap. I wouldn't like to see West Brom now say, well, I'm just going to charge 30 quid for a ticket just as I wouldn't like to see Swansea do that or Hull if they come back up or Burnley who look to be coming back up. Um, but when you think this season, 55 for Chelsea, 55 for Man United, 45 for West Ham, 45 for Norwich. a decent ticket for Wembley though, for the semi. I mean, they start at 35, but they're going to be up in the gods. I mean, that's... But I'm going to move on away from the 30 quid thing. And I know Joe thinks that people will just up their prices, but... Joe, it's, it's costing us more to go to Wembley for a semi than it would be to go to a neutral ground. You, you happy about that? Well, I mean, cup final is just purely corporate, isn't it? That's all it is. It's purely corporate. I mean, how many... What does Wembley hold now? Is it 90, <coughs> 92? No, 90, 90 flat, 90 flat. OK, so we're going 90. So, trying to think what they'll do. They'll base it on our, on our uh, average. So, we'll get 23,000 tickets. No, it's thirty. It's thirty-five. We've been given thirty-five. So we get thirty-five thousand each, yeah. Yeah, yeah thirty-five thousand each. Twenty thousand sponsors, okay. corporate club seats, and so on. So we interesting to see if the if it's the same ratio for a potential final. Mm. I, I think twenty thousand is enough. Oh, that's what I was to, talking about. I was talking about yeah. final. Sorry, not the. Um, yeah, no. The, I, I think the semi-final and the final will be the final. same. Uh, yeah. I think I think it works the same. I think it's seventy for the fans and then twenty for everyone else, basically. Which is, I, I mean, weird. With if if you're thinking, if you look at uh, if it, just say for argument's 
sake is a Palace Watford final. You're going to have far less sponsors and so on wanting to be there for that game. I think for every game, every potential game now, unless it's any final involving Man United, I can't see there being a massive demand for that 20,000. So I think you'll see a lot more of them slipping into fans' hands, a bit like in the playoff final when we play Watford. Um, we had one end, Watford had the other end, and we had the whole middle ring, basically, because there's probably just a few more Palace fans than there are Watford fans. Do they do fish finger sandwiches in the middle ring? <laughs> <laughs> No, no comment. <laughs> okay, Albert, what do you think about Wembley for the semi? It still doesn't feel right to me. And surely no, the it. whole point of getting to a cup final is mm. to get to Wembley, and hate we've it. got to Wembley already, and it's absolutely hate um, it. But I'm, um, you know, I'm gonna go. You do. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get a ticket, hopefully. Um, but you know, you know, I'm I'm being hypocritical. Obviously, I, I, I get that. But I'm I'm going purely out of the fact that well. We might never get to the semi-final again for the next ten years. You know how often, it's, you know, it's not about, it's not about the uh, the venue for me. It's about the occasion, and mm. unfortunately, the venue is Wembley. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to go to a traditional, you know, like like the old days. It's it's just it's just so you know we're talking about um, the money in football and you know the cynical side of the game, and that's all these semi-finals are now. It's just another opportunity to recoup a little bit of cash on you know what's an expensive ground to build and and maintain and. And, um, you know, it, 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 it must take the edge off going to the final. It must do because, you know, you're there a few weeks before and that's the occasion. Mm. And then you sort of, you, if you get to the final, you're sort of, well, I know, I, know, I know what that's like. I've experienced that a few weeks ago. And, yeah, you can say, well, it's the final, it's the final. And, you know, there'll be Kasabian doing a couple of tunes before the kickoff, whatever. But, yeah. Well, don't have the marching bands anymore? I don't know, to be honest. It's, the FA Cup final gets shoved on at half past five now on a Saturday when there's Premier League games, doesn't it? Um, yeah, listen, it's, it's, listen. at the end of the day, it's an FA Cup semi-final. I'm going because I want to win the game, not because I want to stand in a you know what is arguably one of the best stadiums in the world. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to disassociate the two, though, isn't it? Once, if you do get through. I, yeah. I get your yeah. point in... You know, it's, it's Hillsborough and Villa Park and, and Anfield. So many grounds used for semis. It was, um, I don't good, know, good, you never knew. Goodison never Park. <laughs> Goodison Park was used as well, yeah. Exactly right. Um, What do you think of our run through to, to the final? We've, we've had a few tricky games, haven't we? It's not, it's not been uh, like our last run to, a, to the semi where it was quite easy. We've beaten two premiership teams. Three Premiership teams. Yeah, three now. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think the uh, the best best performance so far has been, Terence, in the cup? Um, I thought we were <laughs> Southampton. Yeah, no, we were particularly good at Southampton. I thought um, probably caught them at a right time as well. Though um, they went for a little blip around that time, um, and I thought we did well at Tottenham, considering how good form Tottenham were in. Um, but yeah, no one like it. Um, if you think how simple our run was in 1990, in playing full, twice we played fourth division teams in Rochdale, Cambridge in the fifth and sixth rounds. Yeah, so um, this time three Premier League teams and a Reading, of course, for a Championship side, but have been very, very successful in the cup in recent years. So um, good cup side. So yeah, I mean this is a this is a proper run. We've definitely by far had the hardest run out of any any other team that's left in the competition. Gel. Nobody else is happy. 
Yes. Still there, mate. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll wrap it up very shortly. Do you think this... Go on. No, just watching Payet's free kick. That's special. Not bad, Um, is it? Do you think the players will be able to take their minds off the semi-final and could it be our undoing? Well, you don't. They'd be professional enough. But, um... Look, for me... I mean, obviously, you know, with, with us guys sitting here now, we, 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 some of us have different, different opinions, you know, want, want to get to a cup final, um, want to try and win the cup and then not worry about staying up. My, my view is stay up at all costs, you know, how much you get for winning the cup final, winning the FA Cup, is it a million? I don't think it's that, is it? So, you know, our priorities are in the Premier League, so, um. That'd pay for one of Muxy's arms, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> let's not talk about Jordan much. If, otherwise, okay. Chris will end up start smashing his his uh, his iPhone up in the morning when he starts listening to this. <laughs> I bought the money broke the other week. Yeah, yeah. I would just say on Jordan much. It was nice how organised our midfield was Friday night. Oh, Everybody knew that role. Everybody was in the right position. Yeah, and who wasn't on the field? <laughs> Julian Speroni. Oh. Yes. Well, we spoke about that in the main pod. So yes. Anyway, um, once again, thanks to Lucy. She disappeared early on in the show, and well done to Tab for all the expert editing, particularly in this part of which <laughs> everything was written. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.